If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guys, this is a spoiler alert. Do not listen to this podcast if you're scared of spoilers, because we're going to spoil the whole fucking thing. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zack's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where each week we watch one thing starring the most underrated actor in the history of the entire world, Mr. John Leguizamo. My name is Zachary Wayne, who you may know from Mission Zack's Leguizamo Rama, and I am joined, as always, by my dearest friend, Mish Wittrup, from... From a Melbourne hotspot for COVID. <laughs> I, I'm in danger. <laughs> we are joined by our first ever guest on the podcast from the, the more successful than our podcast will ever be podcast, Do Go On, and from radio, real life radio on Triple J, it's Jess Perkins. How are you, Jess? What an absolute pleasure it is to be here on Legazama. I'm so happy. <laughs> when, Zach, when Zach pitched the title to me and he was like, because we were like, okay, we want to do a John Leguizamo podcast. He's like, what could we call it? It's like, oh God, it's so. And then one day he called me, he's like, what about Leguizamo Rama? And I'm like, that is fucking brilliant. And then I sat down and I wrote it. And as I was writing it, I'm like, oh, this is very long. <laughs> Like as I was writing the word, I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, no. It's um, we're pretty confident that it's going to be one of those things that people that haven't listened to it yet are just going to guess the pronunciation. There's not going to be sounding yeah. out. There's just going to be a lot of, "Hey, have you have you listened to Mission Zach's new podcast, Legazan Jam?" <laughs> yeah, like, or like have you listened it- to? Mission Zach, they've got a new podcast. It's called Mission Zach's Legs Rama. Something like that. <laughs> They'll just miss a still Legs Rama. Legs Rama. I love it's my favourite podcast. I love Legs Rama. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's because they're really big fans of the, uh, of, the, of, the, of the brilliant comedic and character actor John Legs. Uh, <laughs> they love John Legs. But oh, we good do. Old John Legs. We do. Um, Jess, you're joining us, of course, over Zoom. I feel uh, many people prefer not to um, admit that falsity or admit yeah. that they're over Zoom um, when when they do podcasts or radio. For me, I think it's good to get it out of the way because then the listener understands all of the. Oh no, no, you go, you go. So, yeah. but also, it's better to admit that we're doing this over Zoom rather than admit that we're doing a crime 
by all getting together in a small room with no ventilation. That's very, very <laughs> That's true. a good point. That's that a pretty a good, good point. point. I'd, I'd rather be seen as someone who's not that savvy with technology as opposed to a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, podcasts will last forever. So people could be listening to this in five years' time. And, and have... now that they know it was via Zoom, they when they, they were already mid-tweet going, um, your uh, audio quality is, like, really crap. But now that we've said <laughs> it's on Zoom, you asshole, um, now we've put that out there nice and early – They've got to. They're going to delete that tweet. They're going to delete that tweet. They're going to. That's well, good. If I'm there is even Twitter there. in five years, uh, I reckon uh. instead of Twitter, people will be using TikTok. Uh-huh. Well, not well. I, oh, I get the joke because they're going to cancel TikTok. Oh, is this a thing? Yeah. Did you did you know this? Uh, There's a good chance that once this is released, TikTok is illegal in Australia. What do in, you mean? Do you not what? know about this? No. Oh my god! No, this is. Oh my god! I have facts. <laughs> You don't know. Oh, this, um, this is, is amazing. True. They want to cancel TikTok in Australia. Like it's like it'll be you will not be able to use it in Australia because they can access all your personal information through your TikTok. The owners oh. of it. I don't know enough to give uh, the company or or why they can or how, but um, it's going to become illegal in this country. I cannot express how That's much the rumor. time and effort uh, myself and the other members of my sketch comedy troupe, Auntie Donna have put into breaking TikTok. <laughs> so I'm going to put that in an emotional box that I'll open in an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, but no, I don't have a TikTok. Well, I have a TikTok so I can watch TikToks, mm, but mm. I don't make TikToks. And we'll get into what I watch on TikTok in just a minute. But there was a TikTok that someone else, not Auntie Donna, but someone pulled from an Auntie Donna video of me mm. um, in a school dress from Glenridge. And uh, it went like a lot of people watched it, but the main comments were why is tones and i so mad (laughs) they're like wow tones and i does comedy that's so funny i don't look anything like tones and i no that's not true you're both white women with blonde hair you all look the same yeah it's true that's very good point um but no i can't I can't really use TikTok anymore because I fucked my algorithm on TikTok. So originally I was just watching comedy videos and stuff and really cute little like snippets of like funny goats jumping around and stuff. Love it. But then I somehow, and Jess knows this because I send them to her pretty much every, like once every 24 hours, I'll send her a video. I'm now watching a lot of really gross, heavily groomed, hairless from the neck down men Mm. Who just like lick their lips in front of the camera and say stuff like, "Are you lost, baby girl?" Oh, I love this. <laughs> and like, and then they like bite their lips and like laugh, and their teeth are all white and shiny and stuff. Yeah. And then basically thirst traps for incredibly young women. It's so. And it's like, it's that's, that's my. And, but I and I've found this guy, and I was like, this guy is so fucked. Like he's so fucked. I'm, I don't know if I'm describing it well enough. No, I know I exactly watched, what you're talking about. That's good. the funniest I've thing so I've many, ever heard. I watched so many of his videos and sent so many of them to Jess Perkins <laughs> that now my algorithm is fucked. That's and so instead funny. of getting funny comedy videos of cats falling off benches and stuff, I'm now just getting a series of men in their mid-twenties oh. lifting up their shirts and being like, have you ever seen an Aussie with a six-pack? <laughs> That's so funny. Do you, do you remember there was a guy on Facebook that went quite viral and he was Irish and he had beautiful eyes and he was quite handsome and his whole shtick 
was talking about how women were beautiful no matter their size. Do you remember this guy? Yes. Oh, and yeah. he's just like, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. I'm his fucking target audience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you like, didn't. Yes, I am, you beautiful Irish man. <laughs> really? Was that? I'm sure no. you were like, what is this cunt doing? Yeah, of course. This is that's the what most I was like, parent. I was just <laughs> sitting there with my laptop resting on my tits. <laughs> Like naked from the waist down, watching this small man tell me that I'm hot. Even though, let me tell you, let me tell you, the most beautiful thing in the world is a beautiful, a, a plus size woman. And let me tell you, I tag a plus size woman friend that you've also got because she's beautiful. And uh, look at my beautiful eyes because there's these eyes belong to a man with a heart that only belongs to plus size women. Thank you for the hundred thousand followers today. Don't ever, don't ever let anyone tell you that you're not beautiful just because you've got some curves. Girl, I love them. I'd touch them for you. Girl. Anyway, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what my algorithm on TikTok has changed to. Fantastic. It's really depressing and I can't. Can't help but feel that it's karma because you keep sending me... That dumb cunt's videos. <laughs> Every time Jess is like, please stop sending me. It's a genuine request. She's like, please stop. Please stop. I hate him so much. He makes me so uncomfortable. But uh, I think like, like, and every time I'm like, haha, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. Really sorry about that. But then like 24 hours later at 2 a.m. I'm like, Jess has to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I will often send, like, as I said, you know, uh, Donna trying to like, do tiktok and i'll often send things i said that were on my should we consider more tiktoks like this and i'll often send them like kind of the like 18 year old equivalent of that boy of that man just like skinny ugly little teenager cunts just being like in the grove in la like in a shopping center in la singing along to kesha just being sexy and cool I'll just be like, should, is, should we be doing more stuff like this? I saw so this video did quite well. I genuinely considered doing a spoof TikTok channel just because I hate them so much, but I don't want to make TikToks. Oh, my but goodness yeah. me. That's, that's, I would um, pay good money to see Auntie Donna do the videos that I send Jess Perkins. Yes. Man, we, we had so many plans for that platform. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but look, it might not... It, I'm... I'm I'm positive that that's a thing that's being discussed right now. It's definitely it's being discussed in the states. I, as well. When I was on TikTok the other day, there was a TikTok person being like crying, being like, "If if this follow me on Instagram." <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all doing that now. I follow, follow me on cooking. Instagram. Follow your favorite creators on other platforms. <laughs> I follow this. I follow this woman from Malta who makes really really yummy like dips. Oh yeah, <laughs> you are so old for TikTok. But you have if you're found, a following woman who makes dip. You have found a corner <laughs> of TikTok. I wish the algorithm gave to me. <laughs> but that's my algorithm now. It's just old women doing chores and men in their late twenties who do thirst traps for teenage girls. So really funny. Fun. I genuinely, I feel like every time I start, like I join a new platform, I need to just give you my account for two weeks. 
<laughs> get the algorithm cooking for me, Mish. Yeah, uh, I can do that for you. No problems. Um, anyway, I, it feels good to talk about algorithms and and the and the and not pretend we're in two thousand and seven. Oh, it um, is nice. Last time you were on our podcast, so Jess, for all of you who have come from the recaps family, come all four of to, you to Legs Rama. And now that you're listening to Legs Rama. Um, Jess was on recaps and if you weren't from the recaps family, when we did recaps, it was all set in 2009 because we were doing a MasterChef podcast. So poor Jess had to come on and talk as if it was 2009. I don't think we gave her much prep either. And we spent most of it talking about getting shit faced in backyards on goon sacks. Now we can talk about getting shit faced on red wine by ourselves in our lounge rooms, <laughs> in our rental properties. Genuinely gave myself alcohol poisoning two weekends ago, making margaritas at home with just me and my partner. This- and I could not move the next day. I was sick for two days. That's amazing. That- when um, I was like, go get yourself a Powerade. And you're like, oh, nah, Sober Jess bought me a Powerade. Yeah, Sober Jess. And then you're like, I'm going to get the Powerade. <laughs> I, I didn't have my phone on me. And this was the series of messages that came to my phone 10 minutes later. It was just like, I've got a Powerade. Second message was like, it's going to take me about 20 minutes to get this Powerade once I crawl there from my bed. <laughs> and the next message was, I got my Powerade. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, it's like, I just vomited my Powerade. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild ride. So I guess, you know, 19-year-old Jess didn't have all the fun, eh? Hey? <laughs> hey. um, it's nice to do a podcast set in 2020, though. It is very <laughs> fun, you know, because it's a good time to be alive. Jess, <laughs> um, tell us about your relationship with fandom of the greatest actor in the history of the world, John Leguizamo. Um, when we asked you to be involved on, in this podcast... What was your reaction? Where were you at? What were your thoughts on this? You know, we're going more accessible with this one. So (laughs) we want to know what your thoughts were. Well, I think like a lot of people who are probably listening to this podcast, I was like, when I first heard the concept, I was like, fuck yeah, I love Ice Age. Mm. Um, And so (laughs) that was probably my introduction to the great man. And I think like... I bet when it's you just, thought that as well, and um, I was like, oh, will you do this podcast? She's like, absolutely. It's like, cool, I'll give you some options. You're probably like, oh, which ones are going to be? Ice Age 1, Ice Age 2. <laughs> and then I gave you some seriously fucked shit to choose from. Um, and I chose the the least fucked one I could. We, um, yeah. we uh, had a sit down. We won't go too far into our process, but we had a sit down at the start of this where podcasts that we've based this on, where, you know, you pick a thing each week, we just became very acutely aware of, you know, they do the five big ones in the first five episodes and then it's the, you know, it's the, it's the, this episode from 1984, um, part five live podcast from (laughs) wherever. And we're like, all right, we need to like ration out. Yeah. Otherwise we're just going to do Moulin Rouge every week. Yeah, that's um, right. So every week, which um, we're both well, looking forward to, of course. Well, we are doing a um a Brendan Fraser podcast, uh, at, like for a bonus episode with uh, with Do Go On, and we're doing it chronologically. It has um, the best name ever. Oh, it's called Phrasing the Bar. Um, <laughs> so good. But like, so you start with I think like his second movie was Encino Man. So you're like, okay, that's a pretty big part. But like now we're just kind of going through 
fine movies, but once we hit 1997 Brendan Fraser, it is just going to be banger after banger <laughs> after banger because, God damn, that man made a lot of good shit in, like, a 12-month period. Oh, um, so you're going chronologically. Yeah. So you start wow. with, like, here's a film he had one line in. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're still covering for some reason. Um, so I think movies? maybe your approach has been smart. It's How good. many movies did he do? Oh, he's done a, f- uh, a lot, um, mm. especially between 1997 and 1999. Leguizamo. That, that was done... a big Brendan Fraser period. Yeah, that That's was so the funny age. Because he was the, like, arguably the most famous actor. In yeah. 1997 to 1999. But previous to that, nothing. Like previous to The Mummy, really, right? I guess so. But like George of the Jungle, mm. um, that was like, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff late 90s. And then The Mummy was like, oh, man, he is killing it. Mm. Mm. He really just, he really took off. In a way that I think, um, in a way that, you know, it's a great regret that uh, Mario Brothers never did that for for Leguizamo. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Leguizamo yeah. deserved his The Mummy or his George of the Jungle, even. But uh, he, you know, he got he got the, he got Mario Brothers right up the top, which mm. um, we talk talk about in our first episode. And uh, oh boy, he's had some he's had some bad luck. <laughs> yeah, but like also, you can't feel too sorry for our boy John. Leg, legs because <laughs> because he got ice age and he's sitting on that now so yeah. this is this is what we're so we 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 uh again won't go too far into the process because it is the nerdiest two weeks <laughs> of google spreadsheeting we ever did but we've like broken down and categorized every single one of his films we have like a very specific formula and because of that we just had different categories of different types of films, different like definitions, and it because took of us that, so long. <laughs> like we we organized, we're like, oh, let's do a two hour meeting where we just sit down and we smash it out. It took us what, like four two hour meetings? It took us eight hours. It took oh us my categories. god! Because he's done yeah. hundred and fifty movies, and it's and like, also Zach and I talk about what? Our, Zach and I talk about our feelings a lot <laughs> for like the first hour and fifteen. So it took really us about clear. twelve minutes all up, but <laughs> like and just a lot of Zach and I being like, "Babe, you okay? How are you doing? <laughs> like, babe, where are we at? Like, what? I just feel like I've been. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, he's done hundred and fifty films. And what? Well, films or television spots or like bits. Yeah, yeah sure. Here's the big. Here's the uh, if you include uh, the mobile games, the DVD shorts and the television Christmas specials, the Ice yeah. Age fran- franchise takes up 10% of his filmography. Whoa. <laughs> it's full on. So we yeah. are not even touching Ice Age for a number of weeks. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We're going to work Age- out- Ice Age is our Everest. <laughs> it's big. We're just like, okay, we're going to just launch but, into this podcast. But Jess, you might not have gotten Ice Age, but you were lucky enough mm. to get the cinematic classic that mm. is Kick-Ass 2. Yes. I, I should say, I should say, uh, lucky enough to get, you got a list of about 12. You chose Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. Uh, can I ask <laughs> I why this. you chose Kick-Ass 2? The um the options that I was generously given um were all great films, but I just felt like in this time 
uh, at the time of recording, if you are listening in the future, we're actually going through a bit of a rough time right now. Um, and I don't say that just of the three of us. I say that like globally. Um, mm. It's like pretty gloomy out there. Do you know? Like it's pretty grim. It's and a I little just grim. Don't have, it's a little much. It's a little much. <laughs> And I just don't have the mental capacity right now to watch anything that's too serious. Watch yeah. a movie about a gang shooting, for example. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't okay. do it. I'm very sensitive. I'm, um, I'm just like a, I'm an empath. Um, <laughs> so I thought of the options that I've been presented with, I'm going to go with the one that at least has some comedy in it, mm-hmm. um, which is why I chose Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now... Um, I will launch into kind of what Kick-Ass is about. Like I'll do a little like paragraph. But before we do that, I'd like to premise this with, hmm. I've not seen the first Kick-Ass. <laughs> <laughs> so this was so fucked for me. Um, I'd, I will talk about it further once I've read the Blood Marine in a bit. But like I genuinely think it's a bad idea to watch this movie if you haven't seen the first one. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. You can um, get, so wanna... hey, Mish, do you want me to just clarify as someone who's seen the first one? You mm. can say that sentence again and take out, and you haven't seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that's a good point. Just you don't uh, have look. to see this movie. <laughs> All right, so... um. The John Leguizamo film that we have chosen uh, this uh, episode is Kick-Ass 2. What year was it released? I should know that. 2013. I'll tell you how we know that it's 2013. (laughs) It's the most 2013 movie ever. Yeah, it's very, very... I knew it was like between 2011 and 2013. (laughs) All right, so what is Kick-Ass 2? I've written a little paragraph. Let's give it a crack. Um, A few years after their... So keep in mind as well, I wrote this paragraph again not having seen the first film. (laughs) So I just did my best. A few years after their initial meeting, (laughs) Dave, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Mindy, played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Chloe Grace Moretz? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Attempt to lead a somewhat normal teenage life while still training and immersing themselves in the world of superheroes in their roles of kick-ass and hit girl. After much encouragement from her guardian, Marcus, played by Morris Chestnut, who's so hot... Uh, Mindy decides to hang up her hit girl costume and retire, much to Dave's dismay. Dave joins a group of hopeful misfit superheroes headed by Colonel Stars and Stripes, who's played by Jim Carrey, (laughs) as they patrol the streets fighting crime, gaining fame and being a little bit bloody goofy. Their heroic plans are quickly threatened by a villain named Motherfucker, played by Christopher Mintz-Plass, a.k.a. McLovin, as he builds a team of fellow supervillains to take down Kick-Ass and his mates. John Leguizamo plays Javier, who is is Motherfucker's bodyguard and voice of reason. Mm. He spends the majority of the movie trying to stop Motherfucker from making dangerous choices and racist statements. Mm. He is ultimately killed by Motherfucker's uncle, which which throws Motherfucker into a vengeful rage. Wow. Very good. Very, very good paragraph, Mish. Thank you so much. I just didn't know what to say at the start. So after there initial meeting which i'm assuming <laughs> happened in the first film yeah um, yeah no if i i didn't like this movie <laughs> i uh I, I i i appreciate your candor <laughs> that's all i have to say um, i didn't like it i didn't, I didn't like, like it. it i um i live in a fear of uh you know ever since we got um we did master chef i live in a fear of 
uh, someone involved in the production of, of whatever we're talking about listening to it. So I, mm. I do worry about saying bad things about the film. Um, um, so well, what I'm going to say is mm. I definitely put it at 1.5 speed after Leguizamo died. <laughs> yeah. So read into that what you will. Read yeah, into 100%. Um, and look, at the end of the day, I care mostly for John Leguizamo's opinion of this podcast. Above all else, I have a lot of respect for some of the acts, some of the actors in this movie. Um, but I think that just from what I've seen of John in a lot of the films that I have seen uh, for this podcast and also just in my personal life, um, I just got the air of the fact that he didn't really like this film either. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't my favourite movie. And I just think it was, I'm assuming, might have something to do with the fact that I hadn't seen the first one. And because the first one was such like a global sensation, right? Yeah. Like it was a very popular film. It was, yeah. yeah. There yeah. was an investment that you needed to have in some of the characters no. that I didn't have. No, no, no. So I liked the first film uh, when I was like 20 uh, in 2010. I haven't seen it since. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it doesn't hold up. Um, but what I'm going to say is, um, no, as someone who's seen the first film, um, no, 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 if I could continue on from um, what Zach was saying, because I also saw it when it first came out and I quite liked it. Um, cause the first I was... one or the sequel? The first one, sorry. Yeah. I saw the first one and I was like 20-something and I was like, oh, it's kind of a funny action film. You know, it's a bit of fun. Mm. Would I still enjoy it now? Probably not. And this one, um, no, 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 no. It's, it, was um, like, it, it was fine. Like I was, I was playing a game on my phone while watching it. You know, it, mm. didn't, it definitely didn't hold my attention. Yeah. No, I was I like... Was, I was on the fine, like that's where I was. I was watching mm. it for about 10 minutes and then I was like, nah, this is actually quite bad. Oh. About, and, then, and then about half an hour in, I was like, I feel sick. But, <laughs> well, yeah, after, feel jo- sick. after John Leguizamo, so John Leguizamo dies probably about two thirds of the way through the movie. Mm. Yeah. And when he died, I didn't see it coming. No. And when he died, I was like, oh, fuck off. Because mm. then I had a third of the movie I had to watch. Yeah, where I couldn't, I wanted them all to die. So, you know what I mean? I believe, like, <laughs> I, I didn't believe, like any of them anymore. I believe Leguizamo died to um, make, like, uh, to to motivate McLovin um, mm. to yeah. give him some, you know, real mm. like drive. Um, but it motivated me mm. to give up on the film. <laughs> <laughs> That's- no, that's kind of pretty much where I was at. How good's John Leguizamo, liked- though, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he is. He was, like, even if I wasn't mildly obsessed with the man and I didn't have a podcast and I wasn't completely invested in watching his entire filmography, <laughs> um, I would still have said that he was the best part of this movie. Um, yeah. Because he was the one who was literally like, oh, hey, this script is racist. <laughs> like, he would just, he just would, like, his character was just like, don't say that. Because what you've just said is wildly racist. And then McLovin was like, I don't even care. But at least the but writer least of the script said it. and yeah. John could step in and be like, just the writers are aware that what they're saying is deeply problematic. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I feel like, I feel like, and, and I, I'm going to be clunky with this metaphor, so, so uh, bear with me. But I feel like um, they, they wrote, my sense is, and we'll go into this, my sense is uh, Hit Girl, um, Chloe Grace Moretz's character in the comic book, my guess is, and in the first draft, is still 11 years old. Um, I think they wrote a film around an 11-year-old and then, like, did a rewrite to make her 15 because the actor had aged. Um, and then there's just this awkward, clunky, growing pains of casting a 15-year-old girl in this weird, 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 weird sort of middle ground. Mm. I felt like this movie was like the awkwardness of being a 15-year-old girl in that like it just feels like it's like like unapologetically st- like violent and stupid and gross and offensive of the of the 2000s films but like like trying to be woke and like yeah. progressive yeah. and I it's feel just like, so clunky and awkward again having not seen the first one um that whole there was this whole side story of um hit girl's character leaving the superhero world and trying to just live a normal teenage life in high school trying to you know be friends with the popular kids and trying to find her place and stuff like that i felt like the writers all sat down before they put this movie out and was like okay cool so we've got all the violence we've got the superheroes we've signed jim carrey we're laughing oh but we also like we should probably address the fact that our lead is a female what's something girls <laughs> what's something that you know preteen girls struggle with i don't know being being a cheerleader being popular all right well let's just put her in school and then we'll just deal with the fun superhero stuff and we'll just do like the most like subplot plot point for a 15 year old girl just making her way through high school it was so pointless and then like it was i don't know that whole side story just pissed me off it was just kind of like we need to do something to show but that what we're about- sensitive to her age her gender I don't know, it was stupid. What about the part in that sort of side story where she gave the mean girls violent diarrhea? What yeah. about that bit, though? Yeah, <laughs> that, was, yeah she comes, that was which was came in. She was just like basically her whole thing was like, I don't need to succumb to your pressures to be cool and hot and popular and a really good cheerleader. Um, I can just be myself. By the way, I'm very violent and I'm going to make you all like violently ill. Yeah, and I've I've dressed up. Like you would dress <laughs> to prove to you I don't need to do that. Yeah. I've worn heels to school for the first time. Um, that was so strange because, like, Hot Guardian, what was his name? Hot Guardian. Marcus. Marcus. Hi, was yes. like, just be yourself. And she's like, yeah, I will be myself. And then so she put on a little fucking mini dress and some heels. <laughs> Which is not her. It's there. Got a blow wave. <laughs> Got a blow wave. Put on some eye, um, some eyeshadow. And walked into school to prove that she didn't need to do any of that. Oh yeah. man, it's there's a, like there's a sense with that movie that it's like uh, the third wave of feminism was coming up, like it was becoming a thing, um, but it hadn't quite entrenched itself in society enough that 
that us, uh, you know, that the white men in their 20s didn't think they could just give it a crack. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by the writers being like, well, if you probably address this fact that she's female and 15, yeah. What are they? The, the thought that would have gone into her story, I reckon, I place bets, so minimal and made by men. Uh, yes. Do you know what? I, I, I suspected this, so I Googled it. There was a script punch up by a woman that happened at one point. Like a woman came in for a ah. day, punched up the script. Um, because it feels like that. It feels like you can punch up these scenes. Yeah. It's, it, it, is, um, it, 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 it genuinely felt like for me, the 20-year-old, 20, like it was just like the 30-year-old writer was there and the execs were like, hey, um, so we were just on Tumblr, which is it's the next, it's the next big thing. And um, I, think, I, think, uh, I think we need to make it girl more empowering. And the writer's like, my issue is I'm really horny and I'm a bit of a pedo. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, okay. Uh, should we get someone else to write this? And th- and then they were like, nah, let me have a crack. <laughs> <laughs> let me have a I'm crack really at feminism. really horny and I'm a pedo. <laughs> so I think I'm the man for the job, thanks. <laughs> Can she still refer to Nicolas Cage's daddy a lot? And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, I wanted to address that as well. Was Nicolas Cage in the first film? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I was like, they like would have had to pay a pretty penny just to have his photo. Because obviously he's dead. I mean, did he die in the first film? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. So her daddy is dead, Nicolas Cage. And there's just yeah. this like really gross photo of him that she always refers to and she's constantly calling him daddy. So, the so I'm first, glad that we cleared that up. The first movie kind of has a point as well. It's kind of a bit along the lines of if if a real person were to try to take this on, how would it play out and real violence mm. would happen and stuff. And then this one, this one feels like they had a crack at some... Like they, the, I think the thing that was really clunky about this was it, it had more of like... It had less of a point. It had less of a reason for existing than the first one, mm. but it laboured over making a point more. Like there would just be these massive yeah. scenes where it's like, you know, we're all heroes. If you don't, we've got to not bash people. A true hero does it in there, <laughs> but we created the supervillain. See you but later. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, but also, but also, what are that? But also there was just a lot of like, okay, so we'll make sure that there's a bit of female empowerment in it, yeah? Like woman takes it on herself and she makes the decision by independence. But then also giving the young 15-year-old female character lines like, you know, for a real cunt, you sure as hell can't take a lot of pricks. Yeah. But I was just like, I think you're a bit confused. Yeah. <laughs> I think that writer's room, that writer's room is a bit confused <laughs> <laughs> about what's... What's what's good and what's bad? I'm, I'm this. I'm the head of the studio. So ring, 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 ring. Yeah. Hello, hello, head of the studio. Oh, and then the other guy's like, "Hey, it's me, the writer of Kickass 2. So you know how I mentioned that I'm a horny better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I'm really struggling here because because we're we're right in the scene now about how they save um, sex slaves, and um. I was just on the phone to the the casting director of the movie 
And he's real horny too. <laughs> and he wants to cast real hot chicks. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, are they saving them? They're like, yeah, man. It's like, oh, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of like, oh, that checks out. Yeah, I think that's all right. What about, um, what was the, what's it, is it Night Bitch? (laughs) Yeah, I love, I'm sorry. I did enjoy the name. So one of um, Kick-Ass's little, like, superhero friends is named Night Bitch, Mm. (laughs) which I did genuinely find quite funny. My Mm. question is, did they, was she written as having amazing six-pack and they cast to that? Description, yeah. or did they just cast this actress and then go, Well, you've got some abs, let's put you in as little clothing as possible? Yeah, and also, she was this character that was very much like, I'm a tough woman, I'm taking initiative sexually, I'm tough and I'm whatever. But then when it came to McLovin raiding her house, she was wearing like, she was like running away scared in a tank top that's a bit too small and a bra while, yep. rest, while just relaxing at home. <laughs> um, and like, <laughs> Like, it was just it was it was just very contradictory. I yeah. appreciate that in 2013, before the third wave of feminism, there was some effort made, but it was just in the wrong direction. Yeah. Also, yeah. I read. I was like, tell me for the love of God, there isn't a Kick-Ass three, because surely there wouldn't be. I don't know if there is. I couldn't really tell. No, I don't there think isn't. there is. No, no. But I read this thing, this interview with Chloe Grace Moretz where she was like she wouldn't do a Kick-Ass 3 and that she kind of regrets doing, like she couldn't say I hated doing Kick-Ass 2, but she said I want Hit Girl to be remembered from her, from the first movie of Kick-Ass mm. oh. and not the one from Kick-Ass 2. And then a lot of people, and I agreed with this, I thought it was so weird that they kissed at the end. Because, yes. My God! Like that, they're like they're, they're meant to. They're kind of like siblings. They're like they have this brother sister relationship. They look out for each other, and then there was this weird moment at the end where they tried to make it like the whole time they were falling in love, and it's like they weren't. But they weren't at all. Like, they nah, much he met her when she was eleven. A. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of moments like that as I was watching the film. Like, oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bit weird. But no, Chloe Grace Moretz kind of agrees with us. And mm. she said that she wouldn't make a third kick-ass because she, uh, essentially, reading between the lines, she thinks the kick-ass two was a piece of shit. So, <laughs> Which is a great yeah, Jim Carrey was good though, eh? Yeah. Was, yeah, he was, was fun. See, it was good to see him. It's very clear that all his scenes were shot in about three days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they very much, they, they got Jim and he was like, right, I'm going to do it for this much and I've only got this amount of time. And they're like, yep, no yep, worries. No we'll worries. make that work. I've never seen, it's that point where an actor is so famous and so sought after they just don't put in any effort anymore. It's the same yeah. with Meryl Streep in Into the Woods. <laughs> you can just tell. There's just that kind of like, all right, I'll do it for this much in this amount of time. Look, I'm technically free then, so yeah, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just, why not? I reckon that would actually make a great podcast is um, people, like just movies of celebrities collecting paychecks. Like, And you definitely have... Um, <laughs> yeah. Was it uh, Julia Roberts in Valentine's Day or one of those ones where she had yep. the wig? Yeah, like, yes. Like, oh, my God. Apparently she got paid a million dollars a day. She shot for four days, got $4 million. And it's just nom, 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 nom. 
Yeah, those are my favourite kind of cameos. Like just actors that are way too big for the, all the money has gone to them, <laughs> and they. You can just tell that. Like I, I can envision that Jim Carrey sat in his trailer until he was called for, mm. went out, stood there. Didn't rehearse the character because there also wasn't really a set character there for him. Like it was this very kind of washy army dude thing. He's very yeah. good. He's very good. He's a very good comedic actor. Well, his best lines, and I say best, but you know, um, best of a bad bunch. Um, he, his best lines were improvised. So I think you're right there. Um, yeah. I don't think he he put too much effort into getting to know the character. I think he was just like, well, let's fuck around. And, you know, and I can imagine that a lot of the actors in the room who were playing the superheroes in that kind of little misfits group would have been in absolute awe that they were in a room with Jim Carrey because a lot of them are up-and-coming actors a lot of them wanting to get into comedy and stuff. He, I could just imagine him just being like, who, the f- who are you? He, no. I can, he didn't learn anyone's name. No, not at all. <laughs> or he like actively did. You know what I mean? There's the alternative where he actively did and was like, hi, Steve. And it's like, okay, yeah. you learnt my name. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, I, but when uh, I saw him, I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know Why he refused to promote the film? You, do, you, do you know that little piece of trivia? No. So, Why? Uh, oh, is this an f- IMDb trivia moment? Oh, no, no. This is, I just remember, like, this is the one piece of, like, uh, so I never watched Kick-Ass 2. I watched Kick-Ass 1. Um and uh, and and I'd never watched Kick-Ass 2 And the one thing I remember about Kick-Ass 2 Was It's quite full on actually You know, not very funny So let's see if we can pick it up after this But, <laughs> but he was like He shot the film And then he like released a short statement Saying after Sandy Hook The, the, the awful, awful massacre He was like This film's too violent In hindsight ah. I, I don't want to I don't want to be a part of a film so violent. I have no ill will, but I'm not going to be promoting the film. And mm-hmm. uh, he just didn't. And then and then it was just like, whoop, that's a bit awkward. Okay. That is. Yeah. And then Wh- the ho- What year did Sandy Hook happen? Uh, 2013. The same year. Yeah. Not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and a real bummer uh, for me to have brought that up. And I knew... I knew... When I said <laughs> that interesting fact... About Jim Carrey not promoting the it. movie from that I'm not gonna point lie, on. As you were saying it, when you said this is going to be a, this is not a funny fact, I went, oh, fuck. I went straight onto IMDb trivia <laughs> to see if I could find a funny one to quickly back it up. With. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I'll shit. save this. I'll save this. Oh, shit. <laughs> pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Yep. Um, no. It's, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I haven't read this fun fact. I, I haven't pre-read it, so I could be reading anything right now. Oh, I'm wouldn't hoping... it be amazing if it's just another awful fact? <laughs> awful <laughs> Just fact. awful and upsetting. Hey, remember In the, the Worst of humanity. Uh, Here's a little reminder. Actually, eight stuntmen were killed during this film. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, In the comic for the first Kick-Ass, Dave states that he likes the television series Scrubs. And in the film, (gasps) Dr. Gravity is played by Donald Faison, Mm. who is also Turk in Scrubs. This shows my age. (laughs) To me, that isn't Turk in Scrubs. That's Murray in Clueless. It is the Clueless guy. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that he is, Murray? I'm the one that has to look at you. And this shows no my clueless. age. <laughs> Sorry. No, I got nothing. I was going to try and do a joke there. Um, um, I'm always ashamed to admit that I liked Scrubs at one point. I re-watched it last year. Is it shit or good? Um, 
it's problematic in parts. Yeah. The whole yeah. world is problematic pre right now. Right now. Now we've worked it out though. So yeah, now we're fine. We're in a really we good got position. It. We're right fine now. from here. <laughs> we got um, it. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of homophobia and um, a bit of sexism in there, but mm. parts of it are still quite funny. There's a, okay. There's a real thing, isn't there, of like, I feel like this is a real. It's just full stop, but like, like Kick Ass is very guilty of this, of like, it, it's funny. Like, they're like, uh, here's a funny bit. <laughs> and it's like, it's not actually <laughs> making me laugh, but okay, I see how structurally this is the funny bit. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this, and this, this is the meaningful bit. <laughs> and this is the here? bit where we stop laughing and we really hear what she has to say. Here? But also, here's some violence. <laughs> His violence. violence and a bit of sex. His violence. It's like movie violence. It's silly. But here's violence. That's a bit. It's sad. Sad. <laughs> it's owie. It's owie violence. It sounds owie. Owie. Owie violence. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, I could have gone without seeing this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't feel like. Yeah. I feel like I will forget about it. You know, those movies, and then like one day it'll be on TV when I'm pulling a sickie at work or something, and I'll just chuck it on, it'll be on. No, it wouldn't be on at midday, would it? Because it's too violent. Too violent. Yeah. All Might right. be on it. I'm Maybe. up at 3 a.m. because I've, I've got crippling depression. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and I'm putting it at 3 a.m., and it comes on, I'm like, oh, what's this? It's got McLovin in it. Let's have a watch. And about yep. half an hour in, I'll be like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this shit film. And then you put something else on. Yeah, and then I'll go on TikTok and send Jess some videos of some gross, some real gross blokes. I hate him so much. (laughs) (laughs) Are you glad you chose Kick-Ass 2, Jess? I am. I think it was a lovely, uh, lovely morning I spent watching it and playing a game on my phone. (laughs) It was nice. Oh, God. Um, I can comfortably say I'm not going to go back and see the first one. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't, don't I would worry be about curious it. to know. I would genuinely be curious to see what you think of the first one because I've I've read stuff about the first one where they were like the reason the first one did well was because the world wanted that type of film mm. and unfortunately uh Scott Pilgrim versus the World wasn't coming out for another 3 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was the that's like the way the narrative is reformed is that like People just jumped on that when really Scott Pilgrim was the great sort of genre bending film of twenty mm. whatever the fuck time that film. I've never came seen out. that either. Is John Leguizamo in that? No, unfortunately oh. not. I wish. What, what a shame that he was in the in the second Kick Ass and not the first Kick Ass. Wouldn't he have been great in the first Kick Ass? I would have loved yes. a bit of that. He's so yes. good. Yeah. Why Why did he just appear in the second one? Why wasn't he in this kid's life sooner? Because I think that this is was also very much a got to pay them bills kind of movie for John Leguizamo. Yeah, Which is, um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, we're only two episodes in here, but um, I think this is going to be a rare occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that after this, it's just going to be blockbuster after blockbuster after woke blockbuster. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> it's just going to be great for all of us. And then Ice Age. Do you know, though, I think that, like, I think that I will say that uh, it, we were talking about the Jim Carrey, um, like, the big famous actor collecting their paycheck doing three days of shooting. That's, like, I think a very, like, whatever uh, uh, piece of acting. My favourite piece of acting and my favourite thing, and this is why I'm so excited about this podcast, this project, 
is great, great, great actor, brilliant character actor, collecting paycheck. You know, like coming in for a mm-hmm. big chunk of the shoot, and, and but not but learning their lines in the trailer. It's like, mm-hmm. um, what was that one with uh, with um, the sci-fi one about where it was just battle royale, but with uh, with Jennifer, what's her name? Battle Royale, mm-hmm. tween battle royale. With Elizabeth, what, uh, oh the the Bender. Hunger Games, Hunger Games, <laughs> Hunger Games. This is why I'm not on Triple J because I, if I don't know what it is, I'll just grab at it for half an I hour. I just saw. What's that one with the? <laughs> I literally saw through Zoom, through video Zoom. I saw any inch of respect that Jess has gained from you of the at last eight years of knowing you just drained away. <laughs> Like, dude, if you're going to bring up Hunger Games, Google it. (laughs) Google Hunger Games and then Google Tween Battle Royale. (laughs) It'll come up. It'll get there. Yeah, Elizabeth (laughs) Banks, Battle Royale, Tween. Um, (laughs) But there's bits in, like, the third movie, which is uh, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Julia... Nah, oh, no, I should have Googled it. Should have Googled it. <laughs> She's in the hours. She, yeah, what is her name? Ju- I know who you're talking about. Julie, I can't think of her name. Um, Nicole Julianne, Julianne Moore. Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore. It's Philip Seymour oh. Hoffman, Julianne Moore. And it's just like usually in, in these sort of situations, it's great actor and then young, eager, hot actor. And it's that mm. dynamic of like, hey, what are you doing here? And they're like, <laughs> acting? But there was just something beautiful that, like, just by circumstance, by the third one of the Hunger Games, it's literally just Julianne Moore and Philip Seymour Hoffman just, like, collecting the paycheck at each other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just the most enjoyable thing. Like, no no, one gives a shit. I really enjoyed the part where Kick-Ass is being introduced to all the superheroes, the, like, little misfitty superheroes. And so there's like a room of maybe like seven or eight of them. And it's Jim Carrey and a bunch of actors trying to make it. Like, this, is their, this is their biggest gig that they have gotten. Like they're like this, the fact that they did kick us too, you know, when they signed that contract a few months ago, they had a dinner with their family to celebrate. Like yeah, I'm time. doing kick us too, man. And they're sitting there and it's just Jim Carrey, who's literally when he's not speaking, just thinking about like what he's going to have for tea that night like he's thinking about did i pay that phone bill like that you know that he's just sitting there going oh i just want to go home to my mansion i hate and and they're all like i'm gonna make this happen like this is gonna every line that they said was like this is gonna be the tagline for the film oh man i know it 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 really it truly who's already forgotten that he was in it (laughs) in the the scene yeah he's forgotten that he was in it (laughs) It, it really is like this movie runs the gamut. You've got like the Jim Carrey, like who doesn't want to be there. The mm. um, uh, Leguizamo who, who, who got stung right at the beginning by Mario brothers and is now like never going to get, never going to give anything more to a movie like this than, than just be charismatic and say your lines, you know, yep. and that, those are my favorite people in that movie. Then you've got like the Aaron Taylor Johnson's and the Chloe Grace Moretz that like, probably know that it's not going to be good, but like are really trying to make the film good. And then you've mm. got those guys at the bottom that are like, this is my shot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you know, for a fact that night bitch was like, this is it. 
This is going to put is, me on the map. This, this is, is going to put me on the map. The, I'm going to um, do Broadway after say, this. Sorry to jump around here. But uh, I just want to go back as well to the weird sexualizing of um, kick-ass and hit girls relationship. Yes. Um, what I love more than anything as well, it's happened a lot in movies in the 2000s to, 2000, to 2015, like uh, before the third wave, where big nerdy boy takes off his shirt and he's ripped. Oh, and all yeah. of a sudden big nerdy boy, big sexy boy. And I just love that kind of like, what we'll do. Can you imagine the director saying to Chloe? So I really, okay. So this character here, Kikas, he's been like your brother. He's been someone that like, he looks up to you and you kind of think he's a bit of a little shit. He's a big nerdy, you know, gets himself into trouble. Oh, he's so annoying. He's played by scene, a 30 year old. Yeah. <laughs> you are 15. In this, yeah. In this scene, he's going to be doing chin ups with one arm and then he's going to take off his shirt and, it's just, it's going to be like your relationship with him that you've built never happened. Now you just, you, you just want to have sex with this man, okay? You know no. what that is, don't you, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know this, yes? Oh, yes, you, you're familiar with the feeling, aren't it you? Is, it's just of wanting to of... fuck your brother. We've all been there. <laughs> Little girl. And, and if you don't, if your brother had abdomen like Aaron does here, would you not want to it, fuck would him? Would you not want to fuck? <laughs> but it's is it is that kind of like I don't know I don't like I blocked out being fifteen a fair bit, but yeah. like I don't remember ever seeing a wild set of abs and just being like oh oh my relationship with you that now now I, I I'm genuinely interested in you romantically because you're fit. Yeah, I I can. Uh, and who I would can... have thought it? Because he's such a nerd. I can only like I'm, I can only speak for me as you know a male that was a writer in that period. But there was a real time where we thought that um that the way to do like empowering female characters was just to make them horny like boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna make Equality. her horny like a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, ring, ring, ring. Hello, <laughs> horny pedo rider. Yes. Now, I told you to get to make this character uh, to make this character feminist and, and empowered. What have you done? I'm going to make a horny like a boy. Love it. <laughs> Love it. That's, Do you need more money? I'll give you a million more dollars. There that you go. is so good. But also her costume, little boob cups. I think little boob cups. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like she kicks and she punches like a boy, but yes. little tiny boob cups. Oh no! What do you reckon? Good, good, <laughs> oh, very no. good. Oh, a yeah. bit crook, eh? <laughs> <laughs> a bit crook, oh, fuck, bit crook. And- but but uh, Leguizamo was great. Yeah, so good. And uh, I'm I thought, still on board with Leguizamo. I thought his scenes across from a, a man desperately trying to unbreak the shackles of McLovin, mm. um, while he just yeah. did some scene, some uh, some dialogue that he learnt in the trailer was uh, yeah. Trebuong. What about the line where he said um, she had some great guns, and then McLovin says, "Oh, she's dead. Let's not talk about her tits." And he goes, "No, I meant these." It opens a box, and it's two guns. Yes, I don't think you understand that's comedy oh i loved yeah, it i think he delivered it beautifully like because i think anybody else that script in it in a less qualified actor's hands yeah wouldn't get that comedy across yeah and you'd almost but think john leguizamo gonna... did it beautifully so well he just, so well it, it, it's it's a great quality it's the great it's the great 
uh, when it when when you go from being uh, like a shitty little actor to like a great actor, I think is the moment where you go, you didn't write a funny joke, so it's not gonna get a laugh. You know, like young yeah. people like really sell it, and then he's just like, yeah. I'm going to give. No, I'm talking about real guns. The same amount of effort I would give a good joke. And if it doesn't get a laugh, that's not my fault. <laughs> that's on you. Because I can work really hard to make it get a laugh and it won't. So why bother? <laughs> I'm too good for this. I was Luigi. I'm Baz Luhrmann's muse. Give me my paycheck and good day to you, sir. <laughs> Yeah, he knows his worth, and I love that. Um, yeah, 100%. yeah, this is this is post Ice Age. Like, this is like, fuck man, you, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna go do it. It's almost like he's good mates with like costume department or something. They're like, please do. Like, we just want to work with you, and he's like, all right, mate. Like, yeah, all right, I'll just. I've got some do time it. off. Yeah, That's what right. I mean. He's an incredible actor. It's not like he acted like he didn't give a shit. But for someone who studies that man. I could just tell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just tell that he feels the same way about this. If he was here, if this was a four-way Zoom, yeah. he'd just be like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. If it. you are, sorry, and if you are just listening and you haven't watched Kick-Ass 2, so what it was, right, was like McLovin's mum had died and then he talked about her guns and he's like, <laughs> and then McLovin's like, don't talk about my mum's boobs. And here I was, like, I was literally, I was watching the film and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe he's talking about her boobs. Um, and then and then he revealed the box of guns and I was like, no, I'm a fool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how he works. I do usually refer to boobs as guns too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if I didn't before, certainly going to do it now because of the comedy genius. Check out these pistols, you know, or other yeah. like fun gun terminology. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty cool, yeah. So Very good. Cool. Uh, Jess, now, uh, I, 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 I'm going to ask you now uh, to uh, give the film, in your opinion, out of five Leguizamos, how many Leguizamos do you give this movie? And if, if you're going to ask what a Leguizamo is, is it like a star or is it directly related to Le- John Leguizamo's performance or involvement? The answer is we don't know. Okay. So, how many Leguizamos <laughs> out of five Leguizamos do you give John Leguizamos Kick-Ass 2? I'm going to give the film two and a half Leguizamos. Yeah. All right. That's not bad. I'm That's being generous, bad. I think. Yeah, I always feel bad being yeah. like, it was a piece of shit. But, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, mm. it was a fine, fine. But see... I, when I go to say it was a fine film, it makes it sound like I'm saying it was a fine film. <laughs> it was a fine yeah. film. I was like, edit that out. Timestamp that. <laughs> it's not. Um, see, I was very, very ready to give this one and a half Leguizamos. But then I thought about it, and this is only our second episode, and I'm so sure that there's going to be worse than Kick-Ass 2. Yeah, right. And so because of that, I'm going to give it two Leguizamos. Okay. Because some of the fight scenes were choreographed really well. Yeah. yeah. I um, liked that. So, uh, listen, I, 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 as I said, I don't entirely know what a Leguizamo is as a rating yeah. system. I like to um, think that if all three guests, all three people, you and I and our guest, all give five, that's a Leguizamo Rama! <laughs> <laughs> Dingaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaligaliga
That's the Leguizamarama is 15 out of 15 Leguizamos. <laughs> oh, is this the elusive Leguizamarama? <laughs> That's the perfect Leguizamo score? <laughs> um, so what I'm going to say is, look, the movie wasn't very good. I would give it one star out of five. But Leguizamo was in it a fair bit. <laughs> and I love Leguizamo. But I was sad when Leguizamo died. But the movie yeah. was very bad. So I give it two Leguizamo... No, one and a half Leguizamos out of five Leguizamos. Okay. okay. Yeah. It Noted. gets half a Leguizamo for having Leguizamo in, it more, in more than yeah, a cameo. Yeah, a movie naturally always will have half a Leguizamo just for having a Leguizamo in it. <laughs> That's the rules. Well, you know, a Leguizamo cameo would have been... Because uh, I was expecting Leguizamo to be like a hero in like one shot. And I was like, oh, there's some substantial Leguizamo. That gets half a Leguizamo <laughs> <laughs> from Leguizamo Ramos, Zachary. <laughs> But and, and because there was like a dramatic thing that happened to Leguizamo that then affected the rest of the film, him dying set motherfucker McLovin off. Mm. Yeah. That in itself gained some extra Leguizamo. You know, you would say it means that, that he had an impact. It it was a bit story. of a it was a bit of a uh, balancing act. So when he had his emotional death, I was like, Wow, that gets it up to a full Leguizamo make, make equaling two Leguizamos. <laughs> But then I was like, but now I've got a third of the movie with no Leguizamo. It's back Probably. down to one and a half Leguizamo. Yeah. It kind of cancelled itself out. That yeah. was good. That's very, very good. Uh, awesome. Thank you so Jess, much, Jess. You're the best. Uh, thank you so much for sitting through that cruddy bullshit for us. <laughs> <laughs> Last time, it was so funny when I pitched this to you. I was like, oh, it's not MasterChef. You don't have to watch three hours of MasterChef. <laughs> this time it's just like a movie. And you're like, I'd fucking love that because you're the best. And you're like, I'd fucking love that. Of course, I love working with you too. This is going to be so much fun. I'm like, sick. This is what you have to choose from. <laughs> Super depressing B-grade 90s film. A half an hour episode of a shit show. Kick-Ass 2 and Carlito's Way. <laughs> you were like, I'll choose Kick-Ass 2. And then it's one of the worst movies we've ever seen. It's very oh, funny. So- when, when you picked Kick-Ass 2, I was a little bit like, oh, no. Um, oh no, we're, we're really like burning like, like, uh, things that people know. So we're going to have like a rough second year of this podcast of just like <laughs> B nineties movies. Um, and then I watched Kick-Ass 2 and I was like, I'm so glad we got that out of the way. I'm so glad that's done. There have to be movies that are less popular than that movie that are better. Definitely. Definitely. There just has to be. Yes. When the hot right. girl, when the... When they saved the hot sex lives, I was like, this movie makes me uncomfortable. I'd like to stop watching, please. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'd pretty like much. to stop watching this movie, please. Um, now, usually at the end of the podcast, we would read reviews that are left on any of the podcast platforms people listen on. But because we're releasing the first three episodes in one hit, we haven't gotten any reviews for Legs, leg, leg Rama yet. Leg was that Leg Rama? <laughs> legs Ramas. Um, and because of that, what are we doing, Zach? So on the uh, at mission, <laughs> As I was Zach, talking, I was like, I don't know how to end this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the at mission, Zach page, when we recorded this, um, and if you want to follow at mission, Zach, Instagram, check us out. We'll be like just mm. posting promotional material to tell you when the podcast is out. <laughs> God knows we can't create a TikTok now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
I asked uh, I asked the question um, what's your favourite film with a sequel you've never even contemplated watching um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got some great answers here we're from DJ Moore we got Speed Scott 34 said Green Street Hooligans 2 Ben There's Ransley a Green said Street Stuart Hooligans Little 2? yes there is uh, Shinji Cup said the Lego movie, which is a shame because, uh, again, no interest in Lego movie too, but uh, Lego Batman was a great film. Watch that oh. on an aeroplane. Remember them? No. <laughs> Someone no. said Battle Royale, <laughs> which is that's They true. did not. Did they mean Hunger Games? <laughs> they meant to say Hunger Games. <laughs> they meant to say pre-teen Battle Royale, which is <laughs> Hunger Games. There's so many great answers here. You know, like sometimes when there's a lot of really good answers and you're like, Oh, that's too many good answers. I'm not going to say mm. any of them. <laughs> I, will, I will say this, though. I have seen Stuart Little too. Mm? Not bad. Not bad? Not have bad. Se- has I anyone really like Gina Davis. Gina Davis is great. Yeah, Gina Davis is great. Do you know that she, I think I feel like I've mentioned this previously in someone's podcast, she either nearly was or was an Olympic archery person. Archer. I've heard that. Archer. <laughs> I've heard that. Archery people. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. And now the yeah. archery people enter the stadium. <laughs> These are the greatest archery people in the entire world. <laughs> one of them will one day be in a movie where they drive about off a, a cliff. small mouse. <laughs> about a small mouse. About women's baseball. Yeah. One of but them. also an excellent movie that is so underrated was a movie she made in the 80s. Jim Carrey was in it. I believe it might have been his first ever film. And it's called Earth Girls Are Easy. I'm sure it's wildly problematic. Oh. Jeff Goldblum. Is that the Jeff Goldblum? Yes. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, a woman that looks like Cindy Lauper. Do you know what I reckon? I reckon Leguizamo is due for like a Goldblum level. We all love him. Yeah. Wait till this podcast gets released. Baby. You know, like I think we're, we're like, really gonna help his career. We're ahead of the times here. This is like it's time for a, a Leguizamo run a maisance. Mm. <laughs> Leguizamo yeah. race. Leguiz- um, train spotting. Someone said train spotting. <laughs> I've never seen train spotting too. Uh, I have, so- and I've forgotten it. That's a shame, it's isn't kind it? Of like that with sequels, though. Splash. Uh, you want to hear a oh fun... Oh, my God, that would be awful. Do you want to hear a fun um, Disneyland fact? I know you don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Splash Mountain at Disneyland, which is all about the very racist uh, uh, movie, I can't remember its name, but the Zippity-Doo-Dah one. Um, Splash Mountain is, was originally going to be called like Zippity-Doo-Dah something, and they called it Splash Mountain because Splash was coming out. It was being released by the Disney subsidiary Touchstone Pictures. And the CEO was like, we should call this movie about singing racist rabbits uh, Splash Mountain to uh, correlate with the release of Splash starring Daryl Hannah. Fun fact about the worst very piece of vertical integration ever. That's a very good fact. Thank you so I, much. I, I really liked the movie Splash. It's it, it's solid. I reckon it'll hold up. I haven't seen it in a long time though. Neither have I. I'm sure it's. Inc- I'm sure they're all fucked. We can never watch a movie again. No. Um, but Jess, thank you so so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Um, taking some time out of your lockdown. <laughs> Jess, um, <laughs> to watch a shit film and chat with your mates. Oh, Jess, I love it. Um, now uh, we can't know for sure. We can only base it on the figures of. Uh, of um, recaps and also just our own assumptions because it hasn't been released. We don't know how many listeners we have, but you know, mm. if we were to go on Dragon's Den, we would say a conservative estimate of 
3 billion. So yeah. um, to our 3 billion listeners, uh, do you have anything to promote? Anything you want to get out there? Um, wow, 3 billion. Yeah, uh, that's just a guess. It might be more, geez, it might be less. I don't get out of bed for six usually. Um, <laughs> Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, this that just shows how much I like you guys as people that I would... <laughs> bother with this pissy little thing um but yeah i guess your three billion followers can watch the do go on web series on stupid old channel i guess is really all we have going at the moment yes and we're doing some live streams as well actually we're doing some live shows again stupid old channel are doing those so do that if you like or don't i don't really care i don't need three billion other tickets i don't give a shit i'm rich But if you want to gain, like, okay, so I'm a bit cynical and I'm basing it off recaps listenership and I reckon we might get four or five listeners. If you want to gain four or five followers on Instagram, how would they follow you? Yes, they should follow me on Instagram at Jess Perkins because I'm trying to get to 10,000 followers just so that it says 10K. That's all I want. And and, and you've got to get that swipe up, babe. You gotta get that swipe up. It's it'll change. I have nothing your life. to share for swipe up, but I'll just link dumb shit. It doesn't matter. You just go like, hey, swipe up, swipe up for this Wikipedia article, eh? It's a good read. <laughs> That's all I want to be able to do. Swipe I'm up so is the dig swing of the twenty twenties. <laughs> swipe up. I'm so far off getting the swipe up feature that my concept for this podcast is almost more popular than me. Mm. Like our podcast page is very close to overtaking the amount yeah, of followers. Yeah, it doesn't that I feel have. good when that happens. Yeah, yeah, it feels. Just, <laughs> yeah, do you get? It, do you understand that? Uh, <laughs> I did, and now I've overtaken again because um, <laughs> you're in a real I said, battle. Fuck you, Matt and Dave. With yourself. <laughs> Can I just say I've that's never really known gonna, anything but that feeling. So you're, you're gonna find yourself in a real fucking uh, well. I was about to say whirlpool, but I don't think that's right. Where. You overtake Do Go On, but then you're like, well, that's not fair. What about my Do Go On podcast? And then Do Go On will overtake you. And then yeah. you'll be like, oh, shit. So no, I definitely really feel more loyal. For failure there, I feel more loyal to myself than to the podcast, so I don't really care how it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guarantee you at least three more followers simply by promoting yourself yeah. on Legs Rama. Jess Perkins, so, follow Jess Perkins. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, to our fingers crossed three billion listeners. Um, we, we, we're so excited about this podcast. Thanks again. Please review us on the, on the things and we'll read the reviews. Uh, but otherwise this has been Mission Zach's Legos Arm Sam. (laughs) 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 All right. Oh, great. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.